episode of From Nikki with Love. Hello, it's me, Nikki. I'm actually filming this episode so I can post it on my YouTube channel. So if you want to see the video version, you can go to my YouTube channel on youtube.com slash Nikki Vicente. For those of you watching on YouTube, hello. If you want to hear the audio version, it's on Spotify. Just search my name, Nikki Vicente, or search from Nikki with love. Today, we're going to talk about death again. If you saw or heard my last episode on From Nikki with Love, I did indeed talk about death. The title of the episode was Death Among Other Things. And as you see from the title of this episode, it's again about death. What food for worms are we? I mainly wanted to talk about Caitlin Doty's book called smoke gets in your eyes and other lessons from the crematory if you're wondering who caitlin doty is she is an american mortician she is an author she's a youtuber she is a great person overall and she's just so she's so light and full of humor when she talks about death and i really admire that about her so if you want to read her book (laughs) i just i almost coughed just then sorry if you wanna if you wanna read her book it's called smoke gets in your eyes and other lessons from the crematory she also has other books uh called from here to eternity i think that's the next book i'm gonna read it's already on my tbr pile that's to be read pile so yeah just to start off i wanted to talk about like my personal experience with death i mean obviously i haven't died i'm here but i guess have i ever witnessed death in my life and the answer is yes i have been exposed to death like my parents weren't protective about that they were very open-minded about bringing me to my you know family events like wakes or burials Um, or All Souls Day, things like that that revolve around death. They didn't really feel the need to protect me from that. I'm guessing some... I I can imagine that some parents might feel that they need to not expose their children to that. But I'm thankful that my parents didn't do that because at an early age, I, I knew that death existed. Like, I knew that people died, I guess. And... Uh... Meron ako mga grandparents na hindi naabutan in life. So, yeah, that kind of... I mean, I guess at an early age, it was like, oh, okay. There are some people who are important to my the people I love now, but I can't really meet them anymore because they're dead. Um, and recently, like four years ago, uh, one of my grandmothers passed away and she actually passed away in front of me and in front of a lot of family members and like uh we knew she was about to pass away it was in a it was in a hospital room it's still a very difficult thing to talk about because she and i were really close but i guess just that's just to give you some context on my relationship with death or how i view death currently so i guess how I view death is I know it exists, I know I'm gonna die, um, and that's basically it. I don't have like problematic 
uh, I don't have like a problema- problematic relationship with death in any way. In fact, I'm actually really curious about death culture in other in other places in the world, and that's what the next book I'm going to read is about. It's about how other cultures care for their dead, but that's not what we're gonna talk about tonight. We're gonna talk about uh, smoke gets in your eyes, like how Caitlin Doty, uh, how her life was as a mortician. So. I guess this is relevant because with our situation now when so many people, hundreds of thousands of people have died because of COVID, it just sort of forces us to face death. It doesn't really give us a choice because we don't have a vaccine yet. People are constantly dying or potentially dying being exposed to this disease. So I guess it's relevant now more than ever because we just have no control over this type of situation so being a mortician back to caitlin doty being a mortician um just sort of forced her to face death daily and her main advocacy is really about death acceptance so why death acceptance well death acceptance because our i guess our collective culture as as a species, as a world, kind of revolves around death denial. So, Caitlin Doty talks about how being a mortician sort of forced her to, like I said earlier, face her own death, face her, face her loved one's deaths because seeing dead people every day sort of gave her no choice but to imagine herself dead, imagine her parents dead, her family dead. And like I said, she's very humorous about it. It's not like a depressing book. It's actually very sobering to read about. So even her first um, sentence in the book is, a girl always remembers the first corpse she shaves. And I guess that set the tone for the rest of the book because like I said, she's very... She's very light about talking about death, and I really admire that about her. And I guess before reading the book, I had this sort of stereotype in my head about how morticians live or who, what kind of people they are. I just, I, I, I kind of imagined them as like sad people. <laughs> sorry if any of you out there are morticians, but I don't know. I'm sorry. It's just it's just kind of in my head like who would want to take care of dead people. But after reading the book, like my mind was sort of open to the the fact that some people actually go to school for it. Like they study they study embalming, they study cremation and stuff like that. So yeah, this is another thing that I'm thankful for for the book because it sort of like it sort of opened my eyes to to how ignorant I was about that sort of career. So before like just to talk about how how I grew up going to wakes and stuff like I mentioned earlier, I was really earlier as i mentioned earlier i didn't finish my word i was sort of scared to look at corpses in caskets during wakes and i think i still am like i don't think i can ever just stare at at someone who's dead in a casket um but books like this and also movies like die beautiful when like 
the yung bida is he, she, he is she is made up in seven days and the story is very straightforward about it i just love how how stories like this sort of really tackle death like in a sober manner straightforward as a matter of fact sort of way so there i think we all sort of fear death because it's unknown to us like no one's ever really died and come back uh, i guess except jesus and you know live to tell the tale about how hey heaven is like this and dying will feel like this like i don't really i can't nobody has ever really you know um, met anyone who came back from the dead so i guess that's one of the big reasons why people are generally scared of dying and that brings us to our culture of death denial i wanted to read a quote by her in the book it says using embalming and heavy protective caskets to stop this process is a desperate attempt to stave off the inevitable and demonstrates our clear terror of decomposition so she's talking about how when we embalm and when we put dead bodies in caskets it's just a way to stave off the inevitable meaning it's just a way to slow down the decomposition of the body and in filipino culture we commonly use embalming and caskets when we take care of our dead and the word embalm means to stop from decaying and that's sort of that's sort of ironic to me because when something is dead and you embalm it it's like you're just forcing it to be you're forcing you're you're keeping it from being more dead even though it can't be more dead than it actually is because hello it's a corpse um but i just wanted also to bring up the fact that embalming doesn't really serve any public health purpose and there's been a myth that well i sort of I feel like I sort of unconsciously believed it before that being around corpses is bad for my health or bad for anyone's health when in fact it isn't. The dead body isn't dangerous and does not it doesn't really it doesn't serve any um it's not a what's the word? It's not a danger to anyone if you are exposed around dead people and i guess some funeral directors would have you believe that you have to embalm a dead body when you didn't you don't really have to um it'll just i guess smell bad and it will look really ugly if you don't embalm it but um i guess you don't really it's not really a necessity if you're going to bury the body anyways in 24 hours or so but i guess that's another technical discussion but it's just an interesting thing to me because you know when you grow up in a culture that always embalms the dead um you just sort of you just sort of accept it as the reality you don't really think of any other alternative way that we can take care of our dead and another thing is caskets like what do caskets protect corpses from (laughs) if the corpse is dead why do you have to put it in like i don't know how much caskets are let's say twenty thousand peso casket i don't know this is just really and i'm just 
estimating prices. I don't know how much caskets are, but like, why do we spend so much in with things that we are literally going to bury? <laughs> it's just it's baffling to me, really, kind of realizing it. Um, because, like I said, it's just sort of accepted by you know as part of our culture we don't really question it and it's just kind of fun and interesting to question it um yeah sort of wonder how other way we can take care of our dead another way is cremation like this is something that um is probably done as well in the philippines although i haven't really um witnessed a cremation before or gone to a wake that that had cremation as the sort of method to take care of the dead but an interesting thing i i um i read about in doty's book was how there there's a california law that states that the ashes that a family receives needs to be fine powder there cannot be any bone fragments there because i don't know it's just part of their law i'm not sure if it's part of filipino law but it's just so interesting to me how that's part of their law because i guess it's disturbing for a family to receive the bones of someone they love at least the the cremated fine powder without the bone fragments sort of gives them an illusion that it's not really a dead person they're holding in the urn it's just powder <laughs> but i guess that's why it's part of the law it's like you don't want to terrorize these families who are already going through a period of mourning but yeah they they actually use um a bone blender is what it's called oh, i don't think it's really called a bone blender but it's essentially the purpose of the thing it's like a a thing it's a device that you put bone fragments in because after cremation there are bone fragments left in the machine it's not really fine powder immediately so you have to gather these bone fragments put it in the she called it a cremulator um like the bone blender i know it sounds so morbid speaking of it that way but it's just really how they do it in the industry and this bone blender you know crushes the fragments into fine powder and yeah that's how families receive um fluffy white powder is how she described it in the book and it's just an interesting thing to think about na, oh okay like it it sort of makes you realize as well that i wouldn't want to receive bone fragments of someone i loved at least i'm i'm like in a state of denial holding an urn with fine powder like i don't really i don't really have to think of it as an actual person in this urn but yeah so yeah this is all just part of death denial is what she's talking about in the book and i wanted to read this one quote um in the book it says our obsession with youth the creams and chemicals and detoxifying diets pushed by those who would sell the idea that the natural aging of our bodies is grotesque i continue spending over a hundred billion dollars a year on anti-aging products as 3.1 million children under five starve to death 
the, the denial manifests in our technology and buildings which create the illusion that we have less in common with roadkill than we have with the sleek lines of a MacBook. And it's so beautiful the way she wrote it because I personally will will relate more to a MacBook than with roadkill or something that's dead when in fact I should be relating more with a roadkill because it actually had a life whereas a MacBook is a freaking machine but I guess it just re- reflects the way we live our lives and how much money we spend on things that don't really matter I'm not saying that material things are bad hello i'm using a camera and the mic and the laptop to do this whole thing i'm not saying that but i guess like i said just sort of reflects what we consider to be important and how we view ourselves as living things like i guess on the topic of beauty and let's say stretch marks wrinkles white hair or anything that you know like pimples underarm hair sa mga hindi makalaber dyan at tiyotubuan na ng underarm hair or leg hair hindi kayo makapag-wax ng maayos like all these signs that just point to our being human and our being living, breathing creatures and you know, we're not immortal robots and it's just it just sort of you know, it makes us realize that, you know, we will die someday. (laughs) Being that we are living creatures, we will die someday. And that's what makes us alive, is that we will die eventually. I guess that's the reality of it. There's no other way to say it but that. And I'm also, I was like wondering how, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I have this shameless, um, fascination with twilight and with vampires with with edward cullen and it just sort of made me reflect on why i am so entertained by the concept of stephanie mayer's twilight and i guess it's just how perfect the vampires are and how immortal they are how they don't really have to worry about looking ugly and they don't really have to it's a death-free life that they're living and i guess that's part of what fascinates me with with being a vampire (laughs) i know this sounds so stupid but it's I, i i'm just being honest like when i watch twilight i'm just always so fascinated by how you know how smart edward is and how how perfect her skin is and how bella's skin was so perfect when when she became a vampire and how her hair was so beautiful and you know how she never has to worry about dying someday or she never has to worry about her husband dying she never has to worry about her daughter dying and i guess that's what fascinates me with it is the death-free life that they live so (laughs) wow we just really we really just went there didn't we but yeah so that's really what caitlin doty is advocating for death acceptance and if you go to um orderofthegooddeath.com she talks there about how we can be death positive i mean how can we accept death in a way like i said earlier like i said earlier (laughs) why can't i ever finish the word earlier i always end up saying early anyways like i said earlier 
like I don't think we will ever really um, accept death fully because like I said it's unknown to us I think there's always gonna be a fear factor there in one, one way or another but I guess like reflecting how we live our lives and how we sort of face death and how our relationship with death is will really just affect our decisions and how we want to spend the day do we want to spend it doing something that matters and or do we want to spend it i don't know um on our phones all day or not really talking to anyone um not that that's a bad thing i know we need to do that sometimes but i guess i'm just saying that you know knowing that death will come for us just sort of forces us to live better lives and i think that's beautiful uh i think that's a beautiful reflection to have with death acceptance i mean i think i mean back to the topic of twilight i know that it's so um it's so attractive to have an immortal life but you can't deny that jacob's lifestyle is also very attractive and how warm and alive he is and i don't know i don't is jacob immortal i'm not sure i think he ages slowly this is another topic for another twilight focused episode but i'm just sort of um i'm just sort of comparing edward and jacob and how they're like um how edward is like the undead and jacob's like this living warm human being (laughs) that lives in the forest as a wolf but anyways (laughs) I digress. Going back to the topics of um, how Doty describes being death positive and how how we can really accept death, she lists a lot of like statements on her website, and I wanted to read some of these statements um, to to you guys. So here I go. One is, I believe that talking about and engaging with my inevitable death is not morbid, but displays a natural curiosity about the human condition. I believe that the dead body is not dangerous and that everyone should be empowered, should they wish to be, to be involved in care for their own dead. I believe that the laws that govern death, dying, and end-of-life care should ensure that a person's wishes are honored regardless of sexual, gender, racial, or religious identity. I believe that my death should be handled in a way that does not do great harm to the environment. I believe that my family and friends should know my end-of-life wishes and that I should have the necessary paperwork to back up those wishes. I believe that my open, honest advocacy around death can make a difference and can change culture. So I guess that's just such a beautiful way to talk about death. Um, It's just so free of fear and really more of acceptance and just really facing our our destiny, I guess. And uh, you know what now? What so what if we do accept death? I guess, like I said, it's always going to be unknown to us. But I guess. It's just having a more sober perspective on death can can help us make better decisions, like I said earlier, and make us live better lives that are more worthwhile. And I guess now more than ever, we're forced to see how short and fragile life really is because of this virus that we can't really see with our own eyes. It's such an invisible enemy and it just sort of manifests itself through you know the suffering of people in the world today and 
um, the loss of a loved one or being apart from someone you love for for an extended period of time or the day-to-day the day-to-day routine that our doctors, nurses, and healthcare professionals have had to live for us because of this um, because of this virus, and yeah, I think this uh, these are just a lot of realizations um, reading this book, and yeah, I, I guess this is more of an open-ended um, a, a, an open-ended discussion because it's never really an a discussion with an end because it's an an ongoing thing that we have ha- we have to deal um, through our lives I guess um, as we face death in many ways as we grow up so yeah if any of you are interested in reading Caitlin Doty's book it's called uh, Smoke Gets in Your Eyes and Other Lessons from the Crematory and you can check out her YouTube channel Ask a Mortician and her Instagram is the good death or a good death I'm not sure and her website is order of the good death so yeah I love her check her out I definitely recommend reading the book you will have a much better um, experience of her thoughts when you read it um, this is really just my thought process on you know after reading it so thank you so much for listening to my thoughts about death um, I'm sorry if it was somewhat a, a downer or like a sad episode but I tried to make it as light as possible and I just really wanted to talk about it because it's really interesting to me and I, th- I hope that it piqued your interest as well so yeah um let me know your thoughts send me messages on instagram i'm at nikki vicente on instagram and on twitter i am at nicole vicente without the vowels i really love receiving your tweets your messages it just really makes my day so thank you all for thank you to all of you who take the time to message me go out of their way to message me i really do appreciate it so that's pretty much it for this episode i'll catch you on the next one i am really happy that i recorded another episode like just a week after the last one so yeah i want to make this a weekly thing i hope so thanks so much for listening and i hope you have a good night or morning or whenever you're listening this has been Nikki with um, from Nikki with Love. Thank you so much for listening. Bye bye. <laughs>